Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Carol Francis Talk Radio Show. Let's make life happen together with authors, scientists, researchers, both inside the box and outside the box of understanding so that you can live a life full of your success, curiosity, enjoyment, happiness, and richness of life in every respect. Let's go beyond our limits and let's help others go beyond their limits as well. Welcome. Welcome, this is Dr. Carol Francis, clinical psychologist, and your host for today to have some good humorous health tips and some savvy chiropractic information about your wellness in life. And then we end the show with some energy information from another doctor, Dr. White. Uh, we today are going to start our show off with Dr. David Barczyk. Dr. David Barczyk, welcome to our program. Hi, doctor. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, by way of introduction, you actually, I'm, I'm going to introduce you this way, Dr. Barczyk, and that is that you all want us to wake up to being our fittest selves, regardless of age, regardless of our fitness level, but to be able to move ourselves forward. Where did you develop the passion behind this book, which is called Wellness Wake-Up Calls? Where did you develop this passion, this, this vision for helping us all wake up? Well, I think it started uh when I was when I was young. My 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 father was was uh sick when I was a teenager and uh we all took care of him as a family until he passed away. So I think that kind of lit a fire under me in a way uh to to look into how to make that not happen to me, you know. Um we we're all the uh really a collection of our experiences and I think that one probably more than any uh, made me realize that you know it, it's it's up to us to uh, individually to to make the changes as early as possible in our lifestyle to to make sure that we can live a long healthy life. I think that that when you say it, it, as soon as we can in our lifestyle, I've noticed uh, I'm 58. I've noticed I've had so many different wake up calls in my life of a different sort based on the new intense demands of my physical body given the different phases of life. So in light of that all of our listeners come from different ages, what are the what are the different age wake up calls that people you believe people have when they kind of wake up out of this phase and they go, Oh and then this next phase and they go, Oh and, and right. what are these different wake up call eras of life so to speak? I don't I don't know that there's so much in eras, but 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 I can say that the really the premise for the book is that most most of us know someone who had a scary event in their life in regards to to health um, that made them change the way that they live. You know, whether it be a and usually they're catastrophic events like a heart attack or a stroke or or uh, or a, a cancer scare and so on and. And the point of my book is that we all have these uh, little 
little wellness wake-up calls that we probably ignore most of the time. Um, and, and it could be small things about, you know, how, um, how hard it is for you to um, walk up your stairs, you know, I mean, and, and little things like that. But I think in order to get to one of these catastrophic wellness wake-up calls, we have ignored dozens of them all along our life. Um, so what I do, what I set out in the book is each chapter is a little challenge for the reader to try to see if they have a hard time uh, doing this challenge I give them. And if they do, it means that they could potentially have a problem and it gives them some ways to kind of fix it and, and move forward, you know. Okay, so I, I've, I've read some of your challenges and I tried them all. I'm not going to tell you which ones I succeeded at. <laughs> I don't know what you're <laughs> <laughs> in the privacy of your homes, listeners, prepare yourself. You are about to have some wellness wake-up calls at moments, uh, little tests that in 10 seconds or more, a little bit more, you'll go, okay, this is time for a shift. All right, uh, Dr. Barshek, will you please give us a, a few testers right now so we can kind of humorously look at ourselves and go, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure, and and these are all simple. Like I'm not, we're not making anybody go uh, run a, a, a timed mile or anything like that, you know. Um, but you know, one of them uh, deals with uh, standing. It's a it's a brain challenge because very many of the diseases that affect us later in life are diseases of brain. You know, between Alzheimer's and dementia and, and these kind of things. So uh, I ask everyone to stand on one foot and you know so stand on your left foot with your right foot out in front of you slightly and okay. if you if you can't do it for 10 seconds then your your brain's got a problem you got a brain problem and and you're you're starting to probably lose some brain cells you know um little things like that and you'd be amazed at at different people's fitness levels and I'm not just talking about physical fitness but their emotional fitness their their mental fitness and and uh and their their physical fitness but this is a brain fitness problem um you know your cerebellum controls your equilibrium and your balance uh and if you can't stand for long on one foot or you wobble greatly uh, then your brain cells are being diminished probably so and then i give little little tricks of how to how to boost your brain and uh, and get your brain fired up, you know. Okay, so everybody stay tuned to those little boosters. Give us a few more of these sort of simple uh, tests, like standing beside a chair, the, the right elbow to the, what, what is this, what's this particular test? Yeah, well, there's a flexibility issue, right? So we're, we're um, this this chapter by itself is probably, the chapter that's more about my roots as a chiropractor than than any other one. It's because it, the, the book is really not a chiropractic book, but I had to be true to to who I am a little bit and throw a chapter in here about musculoskeletal uh, fitness and flexibility. So the idea is you're standing by a chair to and or in a pool and you try to touch your right knee to your left elbow or vice versa, uh, but out in front of you, not you know, not bending over. and, and uh, So in other words, you, you want to touch your knee and your elbow together at about your belly button level. Huh. Does that make sense? Huh. Yep. So th this, leads, 
this leads to the question of if you know how close can you get uh and how much difficulty do you have and 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 that flexibility very many people have problems with musculoskeletal conditions um and flexibility is a big part of that because we we as a people sit for uh an inordinate amount of time uh in this day and age much more than we used to and that that extra sitting is really uh, gumming up our our musculoskeletal system, and the research shows it's also gumming up our cardiovascular system quite a bit. Okay, how about the test related to a nice good sweat? How recently should I have done a good thirty minute sweat? Well, I like for people to you know sweat every day if they can, but that's not realistic, right? So. <laughs> Because you know, back in the back in the in the day when we were an agricultural society, and uh, the farmers, if you think about it, the the farmers were out there sweating every day, working to make their food. Um, and I'm in Louisiana now, and and Louisiana still has a pretty good uh, agricultural uh, group of folks, and and the farmers used to eat whatever they wanted. They they would eat bacon and eggs and biscuits and butter and and they'd go out and sweat it all out, so it really didn't matter as much. Uh, and those farmers would live forever, right, because they were very physically active. Um, we, we would like you to be sweating, you know, within a 48-hour period, really, to, to clean the system, to get your heart rate up, to, um, to really just keep your body moving right. So, and and I, I'm, when I set my challenge out, I'm clear on not just – standing outside and it's hot and you're uncomfortable. I mean, you know, getting your getting your body getting your body moving through space and and increasing the temperature to burn off some fat and uh you know, exercise also is a great brain exercise because it it really really stimulates your brain and gets more oxygen to it. Okay, beautiful. We're talking to Dr. Barchek and he is a co-author of a book called Wellness Wake Up Call a chiropractor with a passion to help you be able to move forward in your life, making every day a better and healthier day, and talking about these little wake-up calls. There's a, a couple more wake-up calls I want to go through, until, and then we're going to go to some solutions that you have to offer for people. And how about checking your pantry? What is this wake-up call all about when you walk to your pantry and say, okay, Dr. Barshek says to look in, and what do I need to find in order to know I'm healthy or not? And, and it's really what, what, you, what you don't want to find, right? So, so again, the, the, this is the, the, the dietary chapter um, where I ask people to go look in your, in your pantry and count how many items in your pantry have labels on them. Uh, and it's going to be a good bit, more than likely. Um, and the challenge is if you have more than... I am not going to tell you... <laughs> If you have more than ten items with a label, then that could be a, a, a wellness wake-up call. If any of those ten items have more than five ingredients in them, that's another one. And then the big one for me is if you struggle to pronounce the words that are the ingredients, then you got a big problem, right? So, um, and this really stems from again this agricultural thing where. A gen- or, you know, a generation or two ago, we were uh, a people that prepared our own food. And as life has gotten faster for all of us, um, and we've kind of 
adapted into a more of an industrial society, we have people now prepare our food for us. And in order to do that, we, in order for it to keep for long periods of time, we have, they have to put things in it to make it stay on the shelf for a long time. And, you know, more than likely that's probably not good for you without going into the, the, the scientific aspects of it. But if you're eating a lot of preservatives, we know that that's probably not great. So my challenge is to get people back into the idea that at least a couple times a week, you're preparing your own food, and the ingredients are very simple, one or two things. There's not a whole lot of ingredients in a chicken breast and a baked potato and some broccoli, right? There's, there's nothing added to it. It's all things that, that you know what's been done to it, and it's easy to um, to stay healthier that way than if you're eating all these prepared foods even without going into the fast food aspects of, of, of how many people feed themselves during the day, but just that simple, let's prepare our own food. Again, being realistic, not necessarily every day, but a couple of days a week, let's strive for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, again, uh, Dr. Barczyk, uh Wellness Wake Up Call is the name of the book, and you're going to give us some contact information so people can talk to you in person, but or look you up on the internet. But you know, my favorite one of your wake-up calls is really if the day-to-day life seems more of a series of painful chores than interesting adventures. And I think as a psychologist, I would add, if, if the day-to-day life you feel more burdened than joyful, you you spend more time complaining or feeling dark than humorous and laughing, you've forgotten what joy and enthusiasm feels like, to me as a psychologist, I go, okay, you know, you really don't need to live this morbid of an existence. Um, what's your take on that? And then before you tell us that, please tell us how people can contact you. Okay. Um, they can look at my website, which is allinwellness.com, uh, all one word, allinwellness. Uh, and my email address is is on that website as well. It's uh, Dr. B or DRB at allinwellness.com. But, I, you know, I knew this was going to be your favorite chapter, you know. I mean, I knew it. <laughs> uh, it well, maybe I'm this one or, or the <laughs> – because I, I also have a, a chapter on relationships that you would probably have a good time with uh, as, a, as a psychologist as well. But look, I mean, this is this is a big deal, right? It's, it's basically just be happier. Um, you're right. If you're if you feel like you're grinding it out every day, it's 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 really no fun, and, and that's not really what life is supposed to be about. And, and if that is what you're waking up to, it it has ultimately to do with the series of choices that we make as as people, as what we're going to do with our life and how we're going to be every day. Um, and this idea that your attitude um, is everything, right? I mean, uh, there was a saying once that, you know, people can hear your words, but they feel your attitude. And mm-hmm. that's, that is so true, not just for teenagers, but, but for grown-ups too, right? I mean, a lot of times a, a person's outlook on life will reflect in, in them getting a job or not because it's, these things are felt by, by other people around you. But there's, there's brain aspect to this too. In other words, your brain is constantly changing. It, 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 is, uh, it goes through this uh, myelination process, which is 
the the insulating layer around the nerves and and the more we fire a pathway the more efficient it becomes that's how that's how we learn that's how we learn the abc's right we do the abc's over and over and over again and it it's an automatic deal you hear the song and you can sing it because your myelin has grown around that pathway so much well your emotional aspects are 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 true with that too or your attitudinal aspects so the the longer you go into this day or each day as this humdrum, I don't want to do it, the, the more that becomes the pattern because your brain is firing that pathway over and over again. It's a, it's a learned behavior after a while. So it, it really, I think this chapter goes, the best part for me is I want people to stop in a day and how many times do you use the word no, can't, won't, shouldn't, couldn't, I don't want to, right? I mean, all these negative aspects have, uh, are just a drain on on the human system, uh, and if you watch it, if you watch your language, uh, that's a that's a good start to it. You know, is watching the language patterns, and then watch the language patterns of those around you, your kids, and and that because it's so easy to get caught up in that, and and it really it stems from our evolution. So what I tell people when I talk to them is, it's not your fault. It, until I tell you it's not your fault. And once you know, then it's your fault because then you know, right? But, you know, back in the day when we were, we were killing our animals, we were killing our food, we evolved as, a, as creatures that had to think of every negative thing that could happen to us for safety. But now we're, we're not killing our food. We're, we're pretty safe most of the time. So our brain is wired for negativity, and you have to take purpose in every day in avoiding the negative aspects because it's easy to go down that road. You know, along along with that, and, and I'm uh, interested as we move into, you know, what what steps to take, what, what are some good things to move into, along with it is I have actually found that in terms of depression and relationships and overall happiness, and now we know that brain uh, health, uh, including Alzheimer's and dementia, are vastly, vastly impacted by good old-fashioned exercise. Hundred percent. I mean, mm-hmm. you are so <laughs> correct. I mean, and and diet. I mean, uh, you know, the the diet really, really affects the brain usually. And I say, <clears throat> I say, I did a, a a bunch of postgraduate work in neurology, and the, you know, the the brain really only needs two things: it needs fuel supply and activation. And, and the fuel supply part is is really mostly oxygen, um, which exercise happens to increase greatly, right? And and the activation part, from a physical standpoint, is movement, but also from a mental standpoint, like we need to exercise our brains a little bit. We we we, we get lazy. We all get into this. One of my chapters talks about the conscious brain and the unconscious brain. And the more time we spend in our unconscious brain, the research is showing that the the worse it is for us because we're on autopilot and we're not we're not making our brain struggle. So I've always said from a physical standpoint, struggle makes us stronger, right? We exercise to get stronger. From a, an emotional standpoint, a little bit of emotional struggle makes us emotionally able to tolerate more things. But also from a mental standpoint, we we need to we need a, some mental struggle in our life where we're not just running on autopilot all the time, or we're going to be more likely to express genes 
that we carry later on in life because we're 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 not really stimulating ourselves. Okay, so then let's continue walking down that path of how do we do the correctables? How do we make choices uh, uh, suggested in your book uh, and beyond that when we have those wake-up calls, our brain isn't working as well, we don't feel good, we are pessimistic, our bodies aren't flexible, immovable, responsive, we're having endurance. What are some things we can do that will correct us that you mentioned in your book? Well, I think I think the biggest thing is is making the announcement to yourself and to other people so you're accountable that you know, I, I do have a problem. Admitting that, that you have this issue and that, and that you're going to not talk about it, but you're going to start to live a healthier life. So number one is believing you can and admit, you know, admitting that you have a problem and believing that you can, okay? Um, because without the belief, then, then it's, it's not doable. Because it, when you change your your lifestyle habits, you're always going to be pulled back into the into what you used to do until until you break them. So that belief is essential. And then on the exercise part, I think I think this has to be broken down into 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 parts. But the the exercise part is just commit to movement. I'm not even don't even go don't join a gym because you you're throwing your money away probably right. So let's let's make the commitment that we're going to move our own body. We're going to walk, or bike, or swim. Those are my big three favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and and look, let's take the stairs instead of the elevator or the escalator. I was traveling the other day, and whenever we travel uh, as a family, I have two 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 girls and. Um, we all, we always make them take the steps. We take the, you know, move your body. You're sitting in a plane or in a car for how many hours? Don't get on a moving sidewalk. Right? I mean, let's, let's let's get back into moving our body. So take the steps. Park further away at work. Don't use the escalator or, ele- or, or elevator. Makes a huge impact on how much you move your body th- during the day. Um, so those are basics. And and, and I think that on the dietary side, if we just all agree to prepare our own food a little bit more um, and color up your plate a little bit. Uh, uh, and, and the colors that I don't count are brown and white, right? Those, those, when, you, when you're talking about food, brown and white are typically not good or less good. Uh, and then we have a kind of a high vibrancy of color on the plate. Um, it, it is much uh, more nutritious for you. And these are things that people know instinctively, I think, now but just choose not to do because they're not motivated. So um, if you need motivation, then you join a gym and get a, and pay the money and, and get a, um, a trainer that you're, that you're accountable to. But, but I think just making those basic steps, move your body, believe you can, and then just alter your diet just a little bit with some color, you, uh, it makes a dramatic, dramatic uh, impact. You know, so many of our listeners live in societies, uh, cultures all across the world that really are in the land of plenty, uh, plenty of access to plenty of food, to plenty of leisure time, and so forth and so on. And uh, as, as a consequence of the plenty, it strikes me as almost sad and humor simultaneously that we forget that our plenty can indulge us so much that we become less and less alive. So I like so much that your book is all about wellness wake-up calls in the land of plenty. It would be the phrase I would add in, uh, to this I like it, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
that in the land of plenty, we can have plenty of health and happiness that's really based on the the, the virality of our life. And um, enthusiastically embrace your book. And once again, how can people get a hold of your book? Because it's just released this month. Actually, in June. It actually will be released in June. Um, so we're, we're, we're kind of preempting it here. So in uh, June on Amazon and in Barnes & Noble, it's called Wellness Wake-Up Call. And, uh, again, All in Wellness is the website where they can get information about me and, uh, and, and what we do over here. Beautiful. And your parting words for us as we, as we go into our day more alert and more attentive. Get off your tushes, right? I mean, we we gotta we gotta get moving. Uh, the 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 movement is the thing. The, there was a real quick. There was a recent study that I didn't get in the book. Uh, that basically the the outcome of the study was that sitting is this generation smoking. It's that bad for us. Oh yes, absolutely. As I sit here in front of my computer and interview you. I'm going to start moving right now. You're going to get <laughs> up later, so though. Much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, well, I just I just finished my two-and-a-half-mile walk, so I'm not going to go too badly here. Uh, Dr. David Barnshek, thank you so much uh, for your wellness wake-up calls. We look forward to uh, June 2014. Be in touch with all of us yes, Dan, when it's out so that we can touch base and wake people up in this regard as well. Thank you for joining us. And have a terrific day, Dr. Barshek. You too. Thanks we, for listen. having me. I, I, I really appreciate the, the dialogue. Oh, uh, I definitely appreciate the wisdom. And with Dr. Barshek leaving us, I do want you to know that we have a wonderful individual available now that's going to talk to you about another aspect of your health that's going to be involved in your energy systems in your body, your mind, your spirit, and your soul. And her name is Dr. Carolyn White. And she is the author of a book that I really have enjoyed reading as well. And it is called Think It. Say it, be it, ha use your words to change your life. So you have been challenged to use your body, and now you are challenged to use your mind. Welcome, Dr. Carolyn White. How are you today? Oh, great. Thank you very much, Carol, for having me on your show. Uh, I'm doing really well, and I've been enjoying listening to getting up and moving here. I'm booging in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> And so you're, you're, what you have to share with us is really in line with that. You are the author of, uh, Dr. Carolyn White, you're an author of Gratitude Book Project, celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Five Secrets to Balance, and Healthy Living Harnessing to Power of the Five Elements. And the book that's in front of me is called, again, Think It, Say It, and Be It. Use your words to change your life. And with all of your background, which we'll discuss more uh, a little bit later, Dr. Carolyn White, what wisdoms do you hope to share today that are going to enliven us uh, as well as what Dr. Barshak was saying? To me, we are the authors of our own life. We are a choice. And through my, uh, my studies and working with people over the year, I've always found that certain areas we need to work on and the instructions for how to get there and how to manifest are missing. And so I basically wrote this book because I wanted to give a a practical and a very uh, concrete way that we can use our energy 
through our thoughts, and thoughts create our thoughts are created by our words. So this is what we're going to talk about today: is uh, using our words to shape our thoughts, because our thoughts are energy, and our words, our thoughts, like you said on the show, they're magic. They create our life. Absolutely. On uh, page 22 of your book, I have uh, starred over and over again, quote, if you want to transform a denser energetic form or thought, you need to generate a frequency that is higher than this form. I thought, boy, that is a, a perfect equation. It's a logical statement. It's a perfect equation that if you want to create this, then you have to produce the energy that's going to create the shift. So tell us more about the process behind uh, activating, creating energies that are going to uh, trans- transform us. Uh, a lot of people I know that your listeners have probably listened to The Secret. And one of the things is that it's not only the intention. It's how that you use your words. And the words need to be delivered with a specific energy signature. Now, words create uh, our, like I said, words create our thoughts. So one of the things that we all need to be very aware of is that uh, is this frequency and vibration, does it match the level of life-promoting consciousness? And when I talk about consciousness, I'm talking about things like love, kindness, and compassion. So really, in order to uh, achieve the level that we want to with our lives in order to transcend, to go beyond uh, and grow in consciousness and grow as human beings, that the words need to be almost like a, a cocoon, an energy form. They're like little quantum packets that are wrapped in the energy of love, compassion, of kindness, uh, it's one thing to think about something and say, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do that. It's another thing to say, okay, is this ecological? Is this beneficial for me? Is this beneficial to everyone around me? And I think that that's the kind of thing that is missing a lot in uh, a lot of, of, of work about affirmations is that we really need to take our words, take our thoughts, and encase them in this life-affirming vibration, this life-affirming consciousness. That is well said. And again, in your book, you talk about magic words and modern words, page 36. Some words seem to assume a life of their own, like little packets of quantum energy ready to unleash their magic on whoever speaks their name. Abracadabra, alakazam, hocus-pocus, presto, change <laughs> Do these words evoke yeah. thoughts of magic? So you are really trying to say, recognize your words as a form of energy, magic, transformative, uh, impactful, either in a good way or a bad way. Um, is that, does that go beyond words to other aspects of what we do? Oh, definitely. And uh, incidentally, abracadabra in Hebrew means I create when I speak. <laughs> oh, is that right? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that in, in, the, uh, in the book because it was one of those things I thought, oh, it doesn't quite 
flow in there. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it does. It goes beyond. I mean, we, we look at words. We look at, at uh, you know, we, we form a thought and we say, okay, this is, uh, you know, this is a, a concrete thing that we're saying. And it goes well beyond that because that's where it's almost like, like I said, the quantum packet. We are much more than our physical bodies. And our words, um, as a very uh, early teacher that I had related, words, thoughts have wings. And Mm -hmm. if we realize that everything that we think and we do at one level or another not only impacts us, but it impacts the lives of those around us. I almost, uh, the, the concept that I received uh, via my sort of download or inner, inner tuition, my inner, inner learnings, was that as we go through life, it's like a boat, and there's, when a boat goes through water, there's a bow wake, and you can see the effect of that bow wake uh, in front of you and behind you. So as we move through life, that we use our, our words to construct our thoughts, if we can energetically charge those words and we can put the words in the uh, best possible, uh, positive is almost a too superficial word to say about it, is if we can charge those words with an energy that is wonderful and creative and expansive, then our life will sort of flow along and, and we're cutting we're cutting through the waters of life creating a very clean pathway I guess you could say. Hmm. Hmm. So what are some of the the play exercises that at this point in time that you, you that you think would help people be able to move into that uh, simply, easily? And then we can get more profound oh. as we go. Well, I think this how that's how I actually structured uh, the book because, for one thing, I call them player sizes because, to me, learning needs to be fun. If you're going to do something in life, uh, it's like uh, it needs it needs to be filled with joy, uh, laughter, and those are also very life affirming, positive uh, vibrations. Laughter is probably uh, one of the uh, highest vibrations <laughs> that uh, we mm. can experience in this in this life. Uh, so what I do with the player sizes is lead um, the reader through a series of fun exercises while giving them metaphors and examples of how this works in their life. Okay, uh, I start let's, out. Let's, let's, Take us through a few exercises. Well, the very first one is breathing because breathing supports our words. Breathing supports our thoughts. And as you were talking with uh, previously, it's that oxygen. So if we mm-hmm. have good oxygen in our, uh, you know, gets the blood flow going, gets the brain going. So the very first thing that I teach is what I call a four-square breath. I show people, I say, okay, like stand in front of the mirror, take a deep breath. And I discuss about belly breathing because that, when 
uh, if you inhale and watch yourself take a deep breath in the mirror, if your shoulders start going up and down, you're just really breathing a shallow, a very shallow breath. Like um, in Hawaii, the uh, when the white settlers first started coming over there, the Hawaiians referred to them as haoles, which basically means shallow breathers. <laughs> So the first thing that I discuss is uh, doing a, a belly breath, and it's uh, it's a very natural breath for people that do a lot of singing or play wind instruments, public speaking. And once I kind of go through the, the certain things we can do learning that abdominal breathing, the four square breath is very balancing. Uh, okay. In order, so I recommend that every time that you work on the player sizes, is just focus on that breath. And what you're doing is evoking the um, the four elements of uh, uh, the when you do it. Inhale that brings in water. That brings in the the flow and so, okay, to go back here. So when you're starting the breath, is that you inhale for a count of four, and that brings in water, that, that water motion of the, uh, the four elements. And then you hold for four, and that's the air element. Exhale for four, and that's fire. And then hold for four, and that is very grounding. That is the earth. So this four-square breath, it's just something that's very easy that anyone can do. If you're standing in line, waiting uh, at the bank, at the grocery store, it's a very grounding breath, a very balancing breath, and it's a centering breath. Mm. That's it. So that would be an, a play exercise that would be involved with, with, with moving your body into kind of a state of consciousness. How, how do you move your thoughts into a state of consciousness? So how, do you, how do you sit there and say, okay, I want my words now to produce the magic in my life. What are some play exercises that make it so our words connect with our brain and that we powerfully grasp them? Well, yeah, the first thing to do is, is the breathing. Uh, there's a... Uh, the pre- there's 16 player sizes, and it leads us into different uh, aspects of, you know, connecting with that, connecting with our words. I think one of the things that uh, is so important, I know this is taught a lot with neurolinguistic programming, hypnotherapists, it's an, it's an aspect, I think the first thing is that we need to establish rapport with ourselves. So what works for us? And so the first exercise that I lead people through after the breathing is to pay attention to what uh, predicates or what words are, because there's certain words that are more visual. I like to ask people, I say, okay, if I'm going to give you instructions on how to go to the grocery store from here, would you rather have me write them out on a piece of paper, draw you a map? Do you want me to tell you the steps? 
And that's just in the basic getting into what we call representational systems. If you say, well, gee, I really would like for you to draw me a map, that person, you tend to be more visual. If you say, well, I, you know, I really want you just to tell me how to get there, uh, then that person is more auditory. So if we as individuals discover what, rep, what we, how we can establish rapport with ourselves, what words work for us, in what type of representational system, whether they're being more visual, uh, auditory, then when you start structuring or start looking at how to create that magic in your life, you know what type of words to use, what type of predicates, what type of adjectives. So the thing is, is that with people that, let's say that if you um, want to achieve a certain weight, and a lot of times affirmations will go something like, well, uh, I weigh 135 pounds. Well, if a person is a more of a, uh, if they're a visual person, then in order to achieve that, they, if they say, okay, get on the scale and look at the scale, and the scale says 135 pounds. However, if you're the type of person that I have to tell you how to get to the grocery store, you'd probably respond better to your own internal talk, your own affirmations. If you say, I hear the sales clerk say, oh, you look great in a size 10 dress. So it's the, I think that's the first step a lot of people is really is going inside and knowing what works for you how do you how do you craft that self-talk for yourself player size the first thing to do is learn how to really get along with yourself establish Uh rapport with your internal being Uh so it's 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 like editing yourself like watching how am i sculpturing myself how how are the words in that I opt, I select, both reflect who I am and also how do those words sculpture who I am. You know, Dr. White, I think that some of my favorite player, player size from your books is, is Tame the Blame Game, the fan okay. game, and let me just fast forward a little bit. I really enjoyed um, the future tense when you say, by living in the present, I acknowledge the truth in my life, but the idea that there's just two days I can do nothing about. Yesterday, and tomorrow. <laughs> love that. Exactly. Exactly. So, so those are and three you know, of the players sites that I thought were so animated. Yeah. Well thank you. No, it's and I think that's uh uh when you get into listening to yourself, the you know, um another another thing too, and there's it's a blaming yourself and a lot of the words that we use are so self-depreciating. And when you're knocking yourself down, it just, it's, it, it's, you're not getting into that, that vibratory level of joy and happiness. Yes, we all make mistakes. I make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. The thing is, is that to learn from them, and like I said in the blame game, that, that look at what you do and say, okay, look, this wasn't a resourceful decision. 
I acknowledge that and let's move on. The underlying thing about that is forgiveness. You know, forgive yourself, forgive others. You're not um, condoning what happened. And it's saying, hey, you know, that, that's in the past. And the thing is with the future, and this is also with fear, is that a lot of the, the decisions we make are based upon the, the fear, you know, fear, guilt, you're living in the past, let go of it. Uh, anxiety, fear, you're living in the future. You are here in this present. And I think that's the thing, too, with those prayer sizes is getting certain concepts that um, it's like Ram Dass says, be here now. So in part of the being here now is to recognize in this moment, in this now, I can optimize the power with which I'm going to affect this moment and future moments to come. I can optimize the impact of the past because I can harness the past to make it the most advantageous I possibly can. But that consciousness is really based on the belief that I can, in fact, affect a positive change in this moment, and that will have a ripple effect of more positive moments in my future. So in order to train your mind, what what helps people believe and motivate themselves and embrace the belief that they actually can change their life and then it may start with a thought and the thought and action in the moment. What, what helps people make that shift into that positive feeling? So I think that it's practice, it's being aware, uh, it's doing it, uh, like going through the different little player sizes and incorporating uh, that in every moment that you're awake. It takes, I know I've read a lot of research, it takes 21 days to really uh, mm-hmm. get, in, uh, a, you know, break a habit. And there's another thing, too, is that when we want to make change in our lives, change, if you do some small thing every day, you do just a very, you know, not, uh, it, it's like, a lot of times people will, will, will go out and say, oh, I, you know, uh, I'm going to conquer the world. Realizing that if you are going to make a change and you're going to have that shift in consciousness, for one thing, it's the first, it's the intention. And secondly, it's saying, okay, I know that I need to do this and I'll just do this one little thing for a very short time period, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do it every day. And it's building on that. So shift comes in just small little um, packets of energy every day. And, it, and really it is the intention to say, I am going to do that. And I think that's one of, the, uh, one of my, energetically, that when I created this small um, book, that it gave steps that were doable and very fun and can incorporate on a very, you know, a day-by-day business. There's nothing monumental about it. It's just that, that uh, it's the little things in life that uh, 
ultimately lead to uh, where you want to be and uh, how you want to be and what you're going to be doing. It's almost like you're saying that, okay, regardless of where your motivation level is, just try these little steps. They're so easy. They take moments. Adopt a few of the exercises, whether it's breathing or a certain mindset or a certain collection of editing words, uh, uh, dealing with the F word called fear. It, it's, it's like you're suggesting, okay, wherever you're motivated enough to even to tune into this radio show or pick up your book, it, it, it is a sign that you're motivated enough to shift a little today. And then do you believe that based on a, the utilization of any collection of these player sizes that they will be able to manifest something so positive that they'll just continue to grow and groom themselves into being more and more in charge of their thoughts and their life? You've got it exactly because uh, – Doing this, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, there's, if you've shown up for the show, you're interested in change. You're interested. There's something in your life that you need, uh, you need direction on. And a lot of times there's, uh, you know, we look at, at affirmations. Well, why affirmations don't work? Uh, well, there's certain things that do in the book that help you to attain this. And it's, it's getting, just making that first step and playing with it. Uh, and I, I cannot overly emphasize the having the joy, the fun, and getting out and, uh, you know, just uh, when we were kids, we learned by playing. We learn things, I think, with having fun with them. And if anyone exercising it, well, for example, there's one that I, I love uh, using, and I teach this uh, in a lot of um, management and people that are working in the, in the public. It's just uh, if you have a person that comes into, let's say if you're in a retail situation in a store, and they look kind of um, grumpy or they're just very, very neutral, instead of, uh, you know, ignoring them or saying to, you know, again, the thoughts thinking, oh, no, here's, you know, a grumpy person, is look at that person, look at that individual, and find something that is very positive, something that you like about them. It could even be they have nice glasses, uh, they're wearing a nice color, and it doesn't have to be anything. Again, we get back to looking at the very um, you know, small things. Some little thing about it. Find that, and then even just with your thoughts and words, say that you know, that is a really beautiful pair of glasses that person has or I like her pin or I like his uh, his jacket and with your words which you're forming your thoughts just kind of glance at the person and think that very positive kind thoughts in their direction challenge listeners to do that today to commit 
a, a random act of kindness thought <laughs> once oh, a day. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it makes a difference in not only your life, it makes a difference in other people's lives, mm-hmm. too. So mm-hmm. that's one of the, sort of uh, paraphrasing one of the player sizes I, I have in the book, is just really um, a very small thing. And if you start doing these small things every day, just once, just take a minute or two, then the small things just start blossoming. It's like planting the seeds. You know, when you plant the seed in the soil, it's a small little thing. And if you just keep watering it a little bit every day, and pretty soon you have this wonderful blossoming uh, plant. So, okay. So now I think we, Dr. White, we take a. We take the next uh, five minutes of our program and walk people through five exercises without explanation, starting with the square breathing and then moving into one of your exercises where you actually lead us into kind of this meditative reflection. Listeners, you can take these next five minutes, record them, download them, use them whatever way you want because that's the freedom of being listening to a podcast later on. And... Be able to take these five minutes as a refreshing moment for you to shift your brain, your brain chemistry, your body, your attitude, and optimize the next many moments of your life. So you're ready, Dr. White, to take us through five exercises in kind of a meditative, hypnotic way. With your, You have a doctorate in clinical hypnosis, so we're going to move through that. And let me know when you are ready to begin. I'm putting you on the spot, but I think this is going to be a worthy five minutes. Okay. Let's just, one of the things that, uh, uh, please do not do this if you are driving. Okay. And let us get into a, we're going to do uh, probably uh, a being present breath. This is a very short exercise and I like to say that you can do this as the, basically that you know that your words attract what you want out of your life. So basically getting into the present moment. So do this for about 30 seconds to a minute. Okay. Right. And this is a really great exercise to do whatever, what I call the F word creeps into your thoughts, the fear. All right. Okay. Okay, so stop everything that you're doing. Okay. And close your eyes. All right. Now, when you close your eyes, you automatically put your brain into a resourceful alpha state. And this is where your subconscious mind can change that programming, can calm the monkey mind, the chatter. When you're in the alpha state, it's a very resourceful state for you to learn, to relax, and be the best that you can be. Now, pay attention to your breath. Notice your breath as you inhale and exhale. That's right. Put your hand on your abdomen and just feel experience, notice what you notice as you inhale and exhale. As you take several more breaths, 
Become aware of the air entering and leaving your body. Are you listening to your breath? Do you feel the air? Are you watching your breath move in and out of your body? That's right. That's good. Now continue paying attention to your breath for several more breaths. Remember, are you listening to your breath? Do you feel the air? Are you watching your breath move in and out of your body? So that's, I'll just give you a few more seconds here. So just continue paying attention to your breath for several more breaths. Okay, when you're ready now, open your eyes and smile. Big smile. Now raise your hands above your head and say, yes! Yes! <laughs> and to get everybody going here again, another one that, that I like to do in physical, because we're going to do this kind of thing, we're to a physical thing here, is I like to call it the, the energy zap. And one of the things that um, your, thi- your breastplate is your thymus area. It's in the, the heart chakra. And that's so important for your immune system. So if ever, okay, now that we're nice and calm here, if you're driving, if you're sitting uh, at your desk and you don't want to get up and get that cup of coffee because the caffeine is going to uh, do some weird things to your physical body, uh, if you just tap on your thymus gland with your fist and also you can... Where's thymus gland? Oh, tell people where sorry. Thymus. Okay, I do. I, <laughs> I thought this was television for a moment here. <laughs> okay, if okay, well, your breast breastbone is uh, below your neck. And uh, feel the collarbones, touch the collarbones, their little notch, and then your thymus area is where your breastbone is, and it's a hard plate uh, that is probably about. Uh, five or six inches below your chin. How's that for visual description there? For that TV? All right, in the middle of your chest, and, protecting your bone, and, okay? Yes, and then just take your, uh, take your fist and very, very gently just kind of tap on your, that breastbone there, your thymus gland, and I'll pull away from the microphone a little bit, but given if you're in a situation where you can't do this in the morning in the, the shower, go, ah, do a little Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're doing the Tarzan screen. That's terrific. Yes, the Tarzan screen. Well, and, you know, this is something, too. And, again, it's using your words. Everything that you do and you say is to be very... Um, congruent with your life because if um, let's say if you're in a traffic jam driving in LA and things aren't moving too well getting mm-hmm. in into the the negative all this and that and because mm-hmm. remember we're creating you're creating a positive life you're creating the life that you want you're bringing joy and peace and love into the world in that traffic jam so uh, instead of reverting back to words that aren't supporting your magnificent, sit there and do the 
tapping on your breastplate, on your thymus, and do the Tarzan and just get invigorated there. So <laughs> everything that you're doing, <laughs> make it make it such that your words, your thoughts are congruent with the direction that you want to go to raise your consciousness, to raise that vibration in your life. Mm, that is beautiful. Do you, it, it, it's a little bit like any opportunity you have to laugh, any opportunity you have to smile, any opportunity that you have to groom a, a moment where everything inside of you wakes up and just enjoys that instant is going to have such impact on your energy level as well. I wish we had more time, Dr. White. How do people contact you for chakra coaching or uh, to discuss this more? How do they get a hold of your book? Uh, my website is www.chakracoach.com. All one word. That's C H A K R A C O A C H dot com. And that's probably the best place to go because it has all my contact information, email, um, uh, links to the book. And I have a lot of other resources on there where I go into depth about energy. Uh, It is. It's all about energy. It's all about um, using your words, using your thoughts, and putting them in that nice quantum ball of energy and zapping them out in the world. Mm. That sounds wonderful. And folks, I hope that you do uh, take a look at this book. It's so readable, so uh, applicable. And in a matter of a few pages, you will have exercises that will move you through whatever's kind of pulling you down and making your energy kind of full of blah and move you back into, okay, I really don't need to be a human being that's in the negative here. I can be in the positive. I don't need to be a debtor. I can be a creditor. So I uh, thank you so much, Dr. White, for your contribution. And upon the exit of our show, what would be your last parting words, um, either inspiration or information? I thank you for being here today and love to everyone. And remember, what you say to others and what you say to yourself and how you say it are the keys to a peaceful, loving relationship with yourself and with others. Hmm. Love, is, love, is, love is the key. Hmm. And with that, folks, we thank you so much for having joined us. We hope that you will listen to these exercises and do them over and over again just to your own benefit, including that Parzan yell and open up the systems inside of you to fully express you and have tons of fun with who you are. Thank you for joining us with Dr. Barshak and with Dr. White. Have a fantastic day. And as we exit, let's all do Tarzan together. Oh, <laughs> now, wasn't that ridiculous? Have a fantastic day. Bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.